Uh, continuing in our discussion of the Hilchot Megillah. So we've been talking about the situation of Hayak Kodva, a person who's writing their own Megillah. And what were they doing? So they have a kosher Megillah in front of them, and they're writing each Pasuk, but they're, they're referencing the one in front of them, and assume that that's a good kosher uh, Megillah. And, uh, so if he has a mind to fulfill his obligation, so he has fulfilled his obligation. We talked about that. Why should it be necessary for him to have in mind that he's trying to fulfill his obligation? Okay, we talked about that at length. But we should take And it has to be a situation where uh, the whole thing is written out in front of him, meaning it's completely kosher Megillah. Similarly, if he was, uh, let's say, fixing a Megillah, uh, it wasn't kosher, but he was fixing it, or something along those lines. Or if he was being doresh, the Megillah. Okay, so all these different situations uh, we've been talking about. We said, if he has a mind that he wants to fulfill his obligation, he's fulfilled his obligation. Now, this sugya actually comes up in another fascinating area of halacha. So there is a machloket, uh, at least among the achronim. It might be that it already started much earlier, but would we argue that k'tiva is k'dibur dami? Would we say that writing something down is as though I've actually uh, expressed it, I've said it, right? So for example, and uh, this was a question that was asked to Rabbi Akiva Eger, I think from his Uncle, nephew, brother-in-law, I don't remember. We'll have to look it up. I think it's in Simon Laman in the shit. So he wants to know, is, uh, is k'tiva k'dibur dami? If I write something down, is it like I said it? So where would this come up? So let's say, for example, when it comes to Spirata Omer. So Spirata Omer, we know, we're supposed to count the days from second night of uh, Pesach all the way through uh, Shavuot. Good. So let's say one night, I realized, oh my gosh, I forgot to count Spirata Omer. But I realized that I had written a letter to a friend and I put it the day, tonight is the third night of the Omer. So have I fulfilled my obligation, right? Do I lose my ability to count the bracha? Or do we say that, uh, no, you wrote it down and that's as though you expressed it, that's good enough, right? Or let's say maybe the opposite, right? Let's say I wrote it before I counted. Have I forfeited my ability to say a bracha that night because I already wrote it down? In theory, I've already fulfilled my mitzvah. So would we say that ktiva, writing it down, is kedibor as though I actually expressed that I counted Sabrina Omer. So Rabbi Kiva Eger actually points to this sugya over here where I'm copying down my Megillah. So if you look, the Gemara seems to indicate that if I'm reading it word for word, right? I have my kosher Megillah in front of me and I'm writing it down and I'm reading it and in Kivain Libo, which we spoke about, you have Kavanah, so then you fulfilled your obligation. Says Rabbi Kivager, hold on one second. Why do I have to even say it? Why don't we just say, Im libo, he has a mind to fulfill his obligation and he's writing the Megillah, so he's good. He fulfills his obligation because the, we would argue that Ktiva is Kedibor Dami. As he's writing it, it's as though he's saying it and therefore he can fulfill his obligation that way. It says, from the fact that it seems like he would actually have to say the words and he can't just write the Megillah, so it must be that Ktiva is not Kedibor Dami and therefore if you only wrote that tonight is whatever night of Spirat Omer, and you didn't actually say it, you have not fulfilled your obligation. That's what he wants to argue based off of our sugya. How about that, right? That's a tremendous Talmud Chacham, right? You could take these different areas in Halakha and you could apply them to answer these different questions. Uh, amazing stuff, right? That's what he wants to suggest. Okay, so it's an interesting, it's a fascinating machloket. We're not paskening Halakha. If this situation comes up, we'll figure out what to do with uh, Spirat Omer. But he does point to our sugya. Now, others want to suggest that maybe that's not such a good proof. Why? Because when it comes to uh, when it comes to the mitzvah of the Megillah on Purim, so there is more than just the obligation to read the Megillah. Now, I'm sure you guys remember this because we spoke about it once at our pre-Purim Shirim, that it's possible that beyond the requirement to either read or hear the Megillah being read, there is also an obligation of Pirsume Nisa, of publicizing the miracle. So some want to suggest that, hold on one second, Rabbi Akiva you know what? Maybe we'll argue 
Yeah, for some things, ktiva is kedibor dummy. When you write it down, it's as though you said it. But are we going to argue that ktiva is like a dibor, right? Your writing is like an expression which also has pirsume niso, which also publicizes the miracle? That's already a second jump that you would have to make. So maybe we're not comfortable going that far. But when it comes to writing down that uh, tonight is whatever night it is for Omer, maybe that would be enough. The requirement of Pirsume Nis- uh, Nisa, publicizing the miracle, that you can't do just through writing. But the, uh, we would just treat, if you only needed to say something, we would treat the writing as though you were saying it, okay? So we talked about this at length. I think the rugged shover says explicitly that there are two mitzvot in when it comes to Kriyat Megillah, the reading of Megillah and the publicizing of the miracle. And if that's the case, so then maybe we can't necessarily use our sugya in particular to weigh into this question of Tzivah, whether it's like Dibor or not. So maybe we'll continue to talk. We'll review some of those halachot that we spoke about uh, where we see that the Megillah is supposed to be, it's meant to be a vehicle of Pirsume Nisa. It's supposed to publicize the miracle and then we'll have to ask the even more pressing question of which miracle are we publicizing? Right? When it comes to Hanukkah, we're talking about we're going to light a million candles, we're going to do it at the window or at the courtyard so everyone can see it. So which miracle are we going to publicize? Probably the miracle of the oil. That's pretty straightforward. What about on Purim? Which, which miracle are you publicizing? What miracle takes place in the Purim story? I don't know, weird stuff. So we're going to have to figure out where else do we see this idea that uh, Kriyat Megillah is a vehicle of Pirsumei Nisa and also what nace, what miracle are we trying to publicize? You have to keep coming back. Rabbi